you're interested in leadership and you want to lead as your most authentic self, this is the podcast for you. This is a show that breaks down the concept that leadership is complicated. Well, I'm going to let you in on a secret. It's not. I believe that it's an exchange of energy between two people. I want to create conversations for emerging and experienced leaders to come together and discover a new way to lead from the inside out. You already have everything that you need to be an exceptional leader. What we will uncover is the power of human connection and understanding how we are hardwired to seek out a true sense of belonging. So come join me. Let's create a community of leaders that are ready to challenge the status quo and who value human connections more than bottom lines. Hi everyone, welcome back to Lead Within. It's Michelle, as always, and I'm super happy to be with you today. I wanted to talk a little bit today about a question that I get asked a lot from emerging leaders primarily. And the question is around being too nice at work. Is it possible to be too nice at work? Or the idea that you can't be nice at work, that you will lose respect if you're too nice at work. And I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about that because I don't really agree with that. So I do agree that if you are too nice at work, it can put your integrity at risk because being nice is different than being kind. There's also a difference between being nice and doing the right thing. So how I see the difference is this. Being nice is really just doing something because you want someone to like you or you're avoiding potentially difficult conversation with someone. However, Being kind may mean that you tell somebody something that they don't want to hear, but you do it in a very nice way. And I find that being kind in this way is often extremely helpful to other people to grow and develop in their own journey by simply just being nice to someone to be nice isn't really being nice if that makes any sense at all. I think a lot of leaders also struggle with having a bit of an identity issue at work. We all intrinsically have this innate desire to be liked, to belong, to fit in, to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And so as a leader, we sometimes think that that's not our job for people to like us. And I used to joke and say when I was running Um, long-term care homes for operators that if on any given day 50% of the staff liked me that I was doing a good job which was really hard for me because I am a natural born people pleaser I want to make people happy and I like making people happy what I realized though is that I'm not there to be liked I also had to let go of my own ego that not everybody is gonna like me That's just ridiculous to think that every single person I ever come in contact with is going to like me. Sometimes personalities just don't connect in the same way as others do. If someone doesn't like me, that doesn't mean that I have to treat them badly. So when I get asked the question by leaders about being too nice in the workplace, I generally go back to four points that have kind of always stuck out for me in my leadership journey. And I'm going to go through those for you right now. 
and their outcomes of what can happen if leaders are trying to be too nice in the workplace. Now, number one and number two are very similar, so I'm going to group them into one. So the first one is that if you're trying to be too nice, you really run the risk of making bad decisions because what you're often doing is you're conforming to group thinking. And by doing this, it's because you don't want to rock the boat. Or you don't want to speak up in the face of a safety concern because you don't want to create conflict. And my experience has led me to believe that the kindest thing that you can do at work is to speak up when you see an unsafe work practice. This goes back to your culture of your organization and the idea that your culture is shaped by the worst behavior you're willing to tolerate. In order to create psychologically safe workplaces where people trust each other and they trust you as a leader, they need to see that you're advocating for and sticking up for conversations that need to happen that are difficult. The best thing to do is to create a space where challenges and difficult conversations and alternative viewpoints can happen. But this takes time and it also takes everybody in the workplace to be committed to that. So another thing that I've seen happen is that leaders burn out. And the reason that happens is because they're saying yes to everything. Again, this goes back to people-pleasing tendencies. When you're saying yes to everything, it doesn't allow you the bandwidth to do anything really, really well because you're trying to do all things for all people. My suggestion is to start your journey of learning how to say no to the things that don't serve you so that you can say yes to the things that fill you up. And as we grow together in this podcast, I'm hoping to share that with you in a series that I have planned coming up on self-care. What does self-care have to do with what we're talking about? Well, what I've learned is that in order for people to achieve self-care, they first need to address some common barriers, which is people-pleasing tendencies, and that can include perfectionism and procrastination. And the other big piece is knowing the value of your worth. And sometimes when you're being too nice in the workplace, it's because you don't know the value of your worth. And the greatest gift that you can give other people is your time and energy. So the last thing that can happen if you're trying to be too nice at work is that you risk damaging your self-esteem and reputation because people will not respect you and they won't value your time, which is exactly what I just talked about. You need to set boundaries and stand your ground when needed. Boundaries is another huge part of achieving self-care. And I'm hoping to cover that topic in an upcoming episode as well. So if you find yourself doing any one of those things, maybe stop and ask yourself, are you feeling that you're not really doing a great job in many aspects of your work life? And if your answer is yes, maybe it's because you're taking on so much that you're only able to do the bare minimum of all the things you've said yes to. So this brings me to another area that I think is directly related to being too nice at work, and I've already talked about this, is being a people pleaser. I used to call myself a recovering people pleaser, and I've stopped doing that because I really like that aspect of my personality. I like making people happy, and I like doing nice things for people. And I feel like when I call myself a recovering people pleaser, 
I feel like I've attached some sort of negative connotation to that. And so what I do now is I call myself a balanced people pleaser. And it's because I've learned that it's okay for me to say no to things that I know are not going to serve me or I won't do well because I already have other things on my plate. And I do this and listen because this is the important piece and it was so hard for me to learn this. I say no now without guilt. And I feel like that's some sort of like magical potion that somehow I got given from the universe because for years I struggled. And how did I get there? It was a lot of work. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what it was is letting go of the worry that I carried about what other people would think about me if I said no. And that was things like, oh, you're not a team player. Sorry, you're not a team player. You're not carrying your workload. What do you mean you're saying no? You've always done this before. I don't understand why you can't just do this. It's not a big deal. It's not my job to worry about how other people feel or how uncomfortable I make them because I say no. And as long as I'm saying no with kindness, I don't need to apologize. Because that's the other thing that I would do on part of this journey as I was getting to where I am now. I would say no, and then I would, but I would preface it by saying, oh, I'm so sorry I can't do that. Oh, I'm so sorry I don't have time. I'd really love to do this, but I don't have time. And what happened often is that I got into this exchange with people where they would start negotiating with me for my own time. And at the end of the day, often I ended up doing the thing that I was trying to apologize of getting out of. It was so ridiculous in my own mind. So I've stopped apologizing because I don't need to feel bad for saying no. So the response I will give people now a lot of the time is thank you so much for asking me to do this it's really an honor that you thought of me I don't have time right now if you'd like me to take a look at this in two weeks I have some time that will be opening up then does that work for you or you can say I don't have time to do this right now I could take a look at and then you would give them a portion of maybe what they're asking you to do or a portion of the work without feeling like you have to take all of it on. This is some of the things that I talk about when I do one-on-one coaching with people who come to me around leadership development and how to approach people in the workplace and really changing the language we use. So if this is of interest to you, go check me out because I have a couple of coaching sessions available. So when you're an unbalanced people pleaser, you are often left feeling exhausted And you can feel like others are really taking advantage of your caring nature, which can lead you to feeling very cynical and very taken advantage of because you compromise your personal and emotional well-being because you don't want to upset someone else and you feel the need for external approval by that person. We all want to be liked. And it feels really good when someone's like, oh, I can always count on Michelle to do that. Thank you so much for doing that. You're a lifesaver. I knew I could count on you. That little dopamine dump is so reinforcing to keep us coming back for more over and over and over again, but it doesn't last. And often the feelings of negativity and feeling taken advantage of, you know, people aren't valuing you. 
and the frustration that you have in yourself for not sticking up for yourself consistently will overweigh that immediate little shot of feel good. So I'm going to give you three journaling questions that you can think about and just reflect on or actually put pen to paper. I do these a lot when I'm sometimes feeling like I'm getting back into kind of old habits and I need to really dig in and figure out what's going on. So the first one is, are you trying too hard to be liked by others? The second is, do you think it's possible for everyone to like you? And the third is, in what situations or with whom do you find yourself displaying people-pleasing behavior? And the last one is, how regularly do you stop yourself from doing or saying something out of fear that someone won't like you or you may offend them? The fastest way to break away from this pattern is to gently give yourself the approval that you're craving from others. So this means that when you feel happy and content with who you are and you're feeling empowered, it's easier to stop being so concerned with what other people think about you. And it's better to be yourself and risk having people not like you than to suffer the stress and tension that comes from pretending to be someone you're not. And again, this keeps your integrity from being questioned, it maintains safety for others, and it shows that you consistently will show up the same way. This can be really difficult to not doubt yourself, and I will tell you that imposter syndrome is likely to come up. I'm going to talk about that topic in a future episode because it's a big one and we're going to need to break it down. You need to make peace with the fact that you are not there for everyone. And not everyone is going to like you. And this is the piece I need you to hear. You're not a bad person. I'm going to repeat that just in case you didn't hear it the first time. If people don't like you, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. So what can you do to release the worry? Well, you can remind yourself of how likely it is that people are not even thinking about you. And we do this a lot. We let our ego get in the way. We think that people are thinking about us. And most of the time, they're not. They're thinking about everything else. People will think what they want to think. I heard a statistic somewhere that people will make a decision about whether or not they like you within the first three to five seconds that they see you. And that's because our brain processes so much information so quickly You can certainly behave in a way that will make people like you. When you're first meeting someone, you have little to no control over what someone is going to think about you. What changes over time is how you show up and the consistency in your core values, your integrity, how you build trust, how you create safe spaces, and the container that you create for people to feel that they're being valued, seen, and heard. That's where you make the difference. This is something you have to stick with because emotions such as guilt or fear might rise to the surface and tempt you to give up. This is hard work. You need to remind yourself that you're doing the best you can in that moment And you are in this for the long game. So I'm going to give you some final thoughts on being too nice at work. The hardest lesson that I had to learn is that people aren't going to like me just because I'm nice. That was a big one for me. A lot of who I was or thought I was was based on how many people I could say liked me. 
The other thing I found is that people are more likely to trust me if they feel that they like me and they know me. So the other one that was kind of an epiphany for me is when we talk about the know, like, and trust factor and we say that the easiest way for people to learn how to trust you is if they know you and they like you. We're saying that you don't want to be too nice at work and you don't need everybody to like you. That seems like a bit of a contradiction. And it isn't because someone who doesn't like you but respects the fact that you have integrity, meaning that you consistently show up in the same way, that your core values don't waver, and that your character is consistent in your approach, in how you support people, in how you lead, in how you create safe spaces for other people, they will trust you. Believe me, there's a lot of people in this world that I've come in contact with in my professional career that I didn't particularly like, but I trusted them and I saw them to be a good leader because they never wavered from their North Star. And these people are the ones that are most likely going to test you to see if you're consistent and if you will, in fact, stay true to your core values. If you are staying true to your core values, your integrity will remain intact. And as Jack Canfield says, it is none of your business what others think of you. Jack Canfield is a motivational speaker, if you don't know him. And he wrote the book, Maximizing Your Potential. It's a great book. If you don't have it, I recommend. It's a good read. So we're going to bring it home for today's episode. And the last little nugget that I'm going to chat about with you is around boundaries. And again, as I said, this for me ties into how I teach people to achieve self-care in ways that are guilt-free and simple and not indulgent. And so we're going to unpack boundaries in a future episode. What I want to say as it relates to being too nice at work or trying to be too nice at work is that when you can bring your true self to work, this is the most vulnerable part of who you are. You get to decide where and how you express your authentic self. I'm going to leave it there today. This is a short episode, but I just felt like I wanted to talk about being too nice because it it came up for me quite a lot in the past few weeks. And I thought, well, gosh, if other people are thinking about this, then Maybe this is a great topic to bring to the podcast. So as always, I am so grateful that you're here with me and I appreciate you. Please go ahead and leave a comment if you're inclined to do that. It really helps. And leave me a comment or a voice note. I'd love to hear if any of this is resonating with you. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Lead From Within podcast. For more information on leadership, employee engagement, and self-care, you can follow me on Instagram, Curis Consulting. Curis is spelt C-U-R-I-S. So that's Curis underscore consulting. Click on the link tree link at the top of my bio for a free discovery call with me and to get some free downloads. You can also join the Lead From Within Facebook group or you can visit my website at www.curisconsulting.ca. If you feel inspired to, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. Your support is greatly appreciated. Thanks again for tuning in and see you in the next episode.